Welcome to your classical story time from American Public Media. I'm Valerie with our version of Hansel and Gretel. Once upon a very long time ago, back when people were a lot meaner and weirder than they are today, there lived a brother and sister named Hansel and Gretel. They lived with their father, a woodcutter, right next to the woods, which is a handy place for a woodcutter to live. One more person lived in the house, the woodcutter's new wife, Hansel and Gretel's stepmother. Now, I bet you know a ton of super nice stepmoms and stepdads. Maybe you even have one of your own. But this particular lady wasn't so nice. Do stop making such a racket! You're going to bed without supper. She yelled at the kids and complained to the woodcutter and slammed cupboards and stomped her feet and was just a selfish, disagreeable person in general. It was always a struggle for them to put food on the table because they were so poor. But then a terrible famine came, and it was almost impossible to find food. The woodcutter's wife was extra unpleasant then. She started whispering to him, There isn't enough food to go around, she said. Why should we all starve? And wouldn't it make more sense to take the children someplace and just leave them there? She told the woodcutter that the kids would certainly be found by some other family and taken in by them. But she didn't really know if that was true, and she didn't care. Not a nice lady. Take them into the woods miles from here. So far away, they'll never find their way home, she said. Hansel and Gretel overheard her saying these things, and they were very worried. They knew they needed to make a plan. I know how we can find our way home, Gretel said. She told Hansel to save half of the dried-out crust of bread that was their dinner. She saved hers, too, and she wrapped them both in a handkerchief and hid them in her pocket. Then she and Hansel fell asleep. Meanwhile, the woodcutter's wife badgered him all night long. Finally, he thought to himself, I love my children too much to see them starve. Leaving them for somebody else to find and take care of might be the kindest thing I can do. So, early the next morning, he led Hansel and Gretel deep into the forest, a very windy path. As they walked along, every few feet, Gretel sneakily broke off a little bit of bread and dropped it onto the forest floor, creating a path they'd be able to follow right back home. After hours of walking, they were very tired, and the woodcutter said they should stop and rest for a while. So he leaned against a tree, and pulled his hat over his eyes, while Hansel and Gretel curled up on the ground and fell asleep. When the children woke up, the sun had gone down, and the woodcutter was nowhere to be seen. They were very scared and sad, but they knew they had a path of breadcrumbs to follow home. They waited for the full moon to rise, confident that it would shine right down on those little pieces of bread and point them home. They were horrified to see that 
all the breadcrumbs were gone. Each and every one had been eaten right up by the hungry birds of the forest. They tried to find the way home on their own, but they only got more and more and more lost in the dark woods. After walking for hours, they had to stop and sleep. Even though Hansel and Gretel were very scared about being alone in the huge forest, they had each other, and they fell asleep. They woke as the sun came up, still terribly lost, no closer to finding their way home, still very tired, and so hungry. But they had to start walking again anyway. Suddenly, they stumbled into a clearing, a kind of open space in the woods. The sun was streaming in and sparkling on a bright, delightfully strange little house. They ran to the house and were about to knock on the door when Hansel said, Whoa, Gretel, look, it's made of cookies. The house is made of cookies. I know, said Gretel with her mouth full. And frosting. It's true. Crisp gingerbread cookie walls were held together with buttercream frosting. The stained glass candy sugar windows were framed with peppermint sticks. The bushes were actually gumdrops, and the stones in the garden of lollipops were marshmallows. Oh, and the door? An entire bar of chocolate. Hansel ate several more pieces of house, while Gretel marshmallow bounced through the lollipop garden with a mouthful of gumdrops. This is the best day ever, said Gretel with her mouthful again. Absolutely, said Hansel, enthusiastically. Let's live here always. What they didn't know was that the gingerbread cottage belonged to a horrible witch. The witch had built the house specifically to lure people to her. Hansel was just about to karate kick the chocolate bar door into pieces when it swung open. And a very, very old woman, like a thousand years old, came creaking out of the house, leaning on a big candy cane. Both Hansel and Gretel shrieked with fright. The witch put on her gentlest voice, which, to be honest, was still super unpleasant, and said... Oh, dear. Why are you poor children all alone in the dark forest? Come into my house. Stay here with me. Now, the thing you should know about this old witch was that she couldn't hear very well, and her eyesight was even worse. But she had a great sense of smell. She hadn't heard the children ripping up her house and eating it. She hadn't seen them through the windows destroying her lollipop garden. She had smelled them. What do little kids even smell like, anyway? Well, to the old witch... Dinner. 
They smelled like dinner. Ew! She welcomed them into her home with happy thoughts of Hansel and Gretel soup. Again, ew. But as she led them in, she could feel how skinny they were. Remember, they hadn't had enough to eat pretty much their whole lives. She knew she needed to feed them well for a while, let them get nice and healthy first. <laughs> right away, she magicked up some pancakes with apples and butter and maple syrup, and Hansel and Gretel ate until they could eat no more. And then she led them to two sturdy little wooden beds with soft mattresses and pillows piled high. They sunk into the beds, feeling very cozy and so delightfully full in their tummies. Pretty soon, they were fast asleep. The next morning, when Hansel and Gretel woke up, the witch had stopped pretending to be kind. She put Hansel in a cage, and she told Gretel to fetch water to make breakfast for Hansel, so he'll be nice and plump when it's time. Every morning, the witch told Hansel to stick out his fingers so she could feel if he was gaining any weight. Remember, though, that she was virtually blind. Hansel had saved a chicken bone and he stuck that through the bars of the cage instead, so the witch thought he was as skinny as ever. Very frustrating for the old witch. Weeks and weeks go by this way. Finally, the witch loses patience, and she says, Today is the day. Gretel, go get some water and start boiling it in that pot. She pointed to a giant cauldron the size of a bathtub. Gretel did as she was told, trying not to cry as she made dozens of trips from the well to the house, from the well to the house. The whole time she was trying as hard as she could to think of a way to get Hansel and herself out of this horrible mess. The witch began tapping her foot, impatient for the water to come to a boil. And then she got a crafty, evil look in her eye, and she asked Gretel to climb up on a little stool check to see if it's hot enough yet. Her plan was to push Gretel into the soup pot before adding Hansel. But Gretel saw what was going on, and she played dumb. I don't know how to check. And the witch said, Oh, for goodness sake, you rotten child. Get out of the way. I can do it myself. When she climbed up on the stool, Gretel gave her a big push right into the water. And she began to shriek. The water, you see, was not hot enough to cook anything. But witches can't bear water. In fact, it made this old witch melt right away. Gretel ran to unlock Hansel's cage, and they did a happy little dance. Since they didn't have to be afraid of the witch anymore, they explored the rest of her house, stopping every once in a while to graze on a bit of window here or gummy brick there. Oh, so good. In one cupboard, they found a huge chocolate egg. Score! And when they broke it open, they were shocked 
to see that it was full of gold and jewels. They stuffed their pockets full and also filled a big basket with all the food left in the house. As they ran out the door back into the woods, they suddenly remembered they didn't know the way home. But before they could even start to worry about that, they heard a chirp. And a cheep. And a whistle. Remember the birds who'd eaten the breadcrumbs Gretel threw on the path? Those birds all came back the next day, and every day after that, hoping to find another feast. So Hansel and Gretel just followed a trail of singing birds all the way home. When they ran into the little hut at the edge of the woods, their father was overjoyed to see them. He said through happy tears that he had finally told that wife to go away. They'd never have to worry about her again. He said they would be poor and hungry for the rest of their lives, but he didn't care as long as they had each other. Hansel and Gretel smiled and showed him the treasures they'd brought. They prepared a big picnic in the yard to celebrate and Gretel made sure to set out plenty of bread for their bird friends. In fact, Hansel and Gretel and their father never again ate another meal without sharing it with the birds who'd sung them safely home. The End Thanks for listening to Your Classical Storytime from American Public Media.